<laughs> yeah, so, so the Lord's been really good. We've got lots of exciting things happening here. And uh, we'll probably, like I said, we'll probably start talking about some of this over the next upcoming uh, few weeks. Um, one thing I do want to point out again is that January 25th and 6th, uh, Dambo High Ministries, uh, Dambo High Ministry Association will be here Amen. on Thursday and Friday. We're going to start Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Thursday afternoon, 5 p.m. We'll probably have an hour-long prayer meeting, and then we'll get into some other stuff, and services will start at 7 that night. And then on Friday, if you're free and available, Friday, we will probably start here at 8.30 a.m., and we'll have a morning session. Um, Craig Ranch will be probably teaching on, I say probably, Craig Ranch will be teaching on prayer and intercession. And then, um, and then uh, for those, we'll have uh, Jay and Judy Jellison of the DBM will be working. Um, if you need some sort of counseling or they specialize in deliverance ministry, struggling with some sort of hidden sin or something, you can meet with them. It's confidential and they'll walk you through some things. And then we'll have a time with Dan that night as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. Amen. So it's the, the evening of the 25th and 26th? I believe. Let me. January? Yes, it's the last Thursday and Friday of January. And uh, I may have given you the wrong dates. <laughs> it is. It is Thursday the 25th and Friday the 26th. Okay. Amen. And uh, if you've never met Dan, <laughs> he's uh, he is something special, and uh, just anointed by God and called to wake up the church. So we're thankful he's going to come and sow into us. Amen. And then again, February, Hal Perkins, no relation, will be here to sow into us with discipleship. <laughs> no, no relation. <laughs> and then Rob, Pastor Rob McCork, will be here in April. But, uh, yes. So anyway, let's look at this. Um, we are in week two of our Christmas series, and uh, we're call, calling it Increase. And again, this will make sense. Uh, the first part of this will be a little bit of review from last week. We're going to keep doing this week by week. But if you will, open up to Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. All right. Isaiah 9. Here it goes. Isaiah 9. For a child will be born to us. A son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. And right here, verse 7, there will be no end to the what? To the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. Jesus, we need you. It says verse 7, there will be no end to the increase of his government or of his kingdom. And kingdom is king's domain, right? Where the rules... The regulations, the authority, anything that the king wants done, there will be no end to the increase of that. All right? right. And the word increase in Hebrew, it's marba. And the word marba for increase, it means abundance. 
So there will be no end to the abundance of his kingdom. I just, I just right. love that word, which again is very similar to John 10, 10, where the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly or life and to the full. And he's saying, Isaiah was prophesying as saying there will be no end to the abundance of his kingdom, which means there will be no end to the abundance of his kingdom peace, his love, his joy, his hope, his grace, right. his mercy. There will be an abundance of that in the kingdom of God. Everywhere we go, Jesus says that the kingdom is what? Within you. And so everywhere I go, the kingdom is. Amen. So everywhere I go, there should be an abundance of peace and love and hope and joy and, and all of these yes. things. Come on. That are, those are the marks of the kingdom of God. That's right. So he came to increase the abundance of his kingdom. So I, I just, it's mind boggling to think of, but he came to increase the abundance of his kingdom. Amen. He came so that the kingdom would never stop being released. And again, I said this last week, but the increase of his kingdom has been his plan since day one. Okay, Genesis 1.28 says, God blessed them and said to them, what? Be fruitful and multiply right. and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. All right, so we explained last week that when, again, this is review, but it's, you know, I'm over that. So <laughs> we get this. When God created man, we understand that the enemy had already fallen, okay? And he created Adam and Eve, and he placed them in a garden. And he says, be fruitful and multiply. And, and he's essentially saying, I believe this, he's essentially saying that you've been given this plot of land, and your job is to be fruitful and multiply. If this is the boundaries of your land, I want you to be fruitful and multiply and expand the boundaries of what I've entrusted you with. And so if we expand the boundaries of what we've been entrusted with, it literally means that we are pushing back the kingdom of darkness. So that's Amen. the Lord's plan from the very get-go. And we know he created Adam and, and, and he created man in his own image. And so as the kingdom expands, then, then the Lord's image expands. And he desires that as the waters cover the sea, right, his glory will cover the earth, which is really a neat word, by the way, too. How, do, how does water cover the sea? <laughs> <laughs> the sea is water, right? I, I think it's this. I think the Lord, I think the Lord wants to completely saturate. Amen. Come on. The earth with his glory. Hallelujah. Yes. So, God said, be fruitful, multiply, increase the boundaries of his kingdom. We know this new covenant would be what? Therefore, go and make disciples of the nations baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them everything that I have taught you or Jesus has taught them, and lo, he's with us always. It is the expansion. That's what the Lord has always desired. The Lord, when he comes back, he's coming back for a spotless bride without wrinkle or blemish, right? He's not coming back for a bride that's hiding in the corner praying, would you please come back and get me out of here? Yeah. That's right. Come think, on. I don't yeah. think, like, it's going to be wonderful when he comes back, right? 
but he <clears throat> he has desired us I, I really believe to to be for lack of a better term to be on the offensive yes. you've heard me say this every time i teach this part people giggle but it's the truth he made us in his image there was he didn't make any mistakes that's right and so when he made us he put our eyes in the front of her head he made my elbows bend this way he, he made my knees and ankles bend the way that they move They're, we're designed this way to do one of two things to hold our ground or to move forward amen yeah, amen he did not make us to run back that's right yes. come on yeah that's so good okay. so the kingdom is meant to expand because he's made us in his own image and Isaiah says that the Lord will be your rear guard, which I think that's an amazing word when you start to think that if we're wired this way and he's my rear guard, I just keep moving forward and he's going to take care of That's right. Me. Amen. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I love the word. <laughs> I really love the word. And so last week, last week we went over the name because Isaiah prophesied who Jesus was going to be. And he said he'll be wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and prince of peace. And so last week we looked at the name wonderful counselor. And uh, a wonderful <coughs> counselor quite simply means this, that Jesus is the wonderful one. And wonderful is the astonishingly good one. All right. And counselor means giver of advice. So Jesus when you break it down really simply, Jesus is the giver of good advice. And we prayed last week that we would live our lives in such a way that the Lord would direct our paths, right? And that we would never live our lives not listening to his voice, but we would be Matthew 4, 4. Man doesn't live by bread alone, but That's every right. word that proceeds out of the Father's yeah. mouth. Amen. Yeah. If we live by every word that proceeds out of his mouth, that's him giving us direction. Come on, and yeah. it is possible because Jesus did it, right? That's right. Jesus came. He was fully God, but fully man and lived as a man here on earth. And Jesus is said, the Bible tells us that Jesus did nothing that he did not first hear the Father tell him, yeah. right? Amen. Or that the Father yeah. taught him, which means preach. So Jesus did nothing except what the Father first proclaimed to him. And Jesus also did nothing unless he first saw the Father do it. Amen. Amen. Yeah, which I just think that's what the Lord's asked us yes. to do. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying we're there. I'm not there. But we're trying to get on this right path and stay on this path. Amen. Right? All right. So... Now, all that was reviewed to get to here. <laughs> so, how is this abundant increase of his kingdom, of his government, how is it released? Because because that's that's the whole point, right? It, it's not like, it, it's, it's, it's wonderful that he saved me, but there's more to it. And it's about the increase of his kingdom. And so when April prayed, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. That is in heaven. That's our, that's our call. Amen. Right? And so, so how does that actually happen? How does the boundaries of the garden or the boundary of the kingdom, how do they expand? And, and I believe it's by first this. It's by recognizing who Jesus is, right? And, and we talked last week, part of recognizing who Jesus was, was recognizing the fact that he is the wonderful counselor. Amen. Well, this week I want to look at the second part, the mighty God. Because when we start to understand who he is, we start to understand who we are. And if we start to understand who we are in him, then we're going to understand what we need to do. That's right. right. So, 
All right. So he said, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. The kingdom will rest on his shoulders, and he'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Now, mighty means this. God means God, okay? But <laughs> I was laughing. <laughs> mighty means this. Strong, hero, warrior, or valiant. So he is the God that is strong, that is mighty, that is valiant. He's actually a warrior God. It's just absolutely amazing. So he is, he is the one that gives good advice right? But he's also the one that can try. take care of business. Mighty can also be translated as this, the one who has prevailed. The one who has prevailed. So not only is he the giver of good advice, but he's the one who has prevailed past tense, meaning that it's already happened. That's right. right. So Jesus is the mighty, I'm going to just put all these words in a big, long, run-on sentence and read it to you. But Jesus is the mighty, strong, heroic, valiant warrior God who has come to save us from the dominion of darkness by releasing the dominion of his kingdom because he is the one who has prevailed. Amen. Let me read it again, all right? <laughs> Jesus is the mighty, strong, heroic, valiant warrior God who has come to save the kingdom of darkness by releasing the king, by releasing the dominion of his kingdom because he is the one who has prevailed. Because he has prevailed, I do not have to say, oh, it's so bad out there. Because he is the one who has prevailed, I can be like, he is good. His Amen. love yeah. forever. And there will be no end. There will be no end to the increase of his kingdom. And we say all things come to an end. We say stuff like that. Well, in biblical terms, that's just completely wrong. <laughs> because he says there will be no end to the increase of wow, his kingdom. There will good. be no end to the increase of his government. Which means this, that it should never stop expanding. Come on. Amen. That's good. Oh, man. He's the one who has prevailed, right? He's the one who prevailed against sin. He's the one that prevailed against sickness. He's the one that prevailed against darkness. He's the one that prevailed against the enemy himself, right? Colossians 2.15 says, When he had disarmed the rulers and authorities, think the enemy and his, his minions, he made a public display of them, having triumphed over them through him. So it says that when he had disarmed, it means that when Jesus was when he bled and was crucified on the cross and when he defeated death and rose from the grave in the spiritual realm, in the, in the heavenly of the heavenlies, he took the devil, he took the enemy, and he made a public spectacle out of him. He stripped him of all power, which is, by the way, when Jesus says, I've given you the keys of the kingdom, he took the keys back from the enemy, by the way. Amen. So he stripped him. He stripped him. He renounced him. It says that, that he triumphed over them through him. Triumphed means that Jesus actually took him, stripped him naked, and paraded him like he was a prisoner being led by a chain while all the heavenly hosts laughed and mocked and scoffed at the enemy. Mm. He is the one who has prevailed. That's right. That's right. Amen. 
Come on, this isn't, this isn't a God that's saying, oh, I'm worried what the enemy's going to do. This is a God that said, I beat you, I yeah. made a mockery of yeah. you, and there is nothing that you can do. And as a matter of yeah. fact, you're going to be my footstool from yeah. this day forward. That is who he is. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. No, he's the one who's prevailed. Come on. Sometimes Amen. life stinks. We get it. Sometimes it stinks, but he has prevailed. Amen. Yes, amen. Oh, come on. So good. He made, oh, so I lost train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> he, he prevailed over my thoughts right there. <laughs> Listen, he's the mighty God. Yes. And when we realize what he has done, it changes our viewpoint and perspective. Come on. Yes. It changes everything. That's right. I got accused this week of being overly optimistic. <laughs> they said, you're, you're overly optimistic. And I said, thank you. <laughs> Seriously, he's prevailed. That's right. That's right. Like when I get down, and we've talked about this before, but when I get down in here and deal with stuff in life, like that, that's, that's hard sometimes. But he seated me in the heavenly places with him. Amen. I have a different viewpoint. Yeah. I can so be good. hopeful. I'm not going to be doom and gloom. No matter how bad it is, I will not. This is not in the notes, but I believe this wholeheartedly. The enemy has no power except for through lying and manipulation. Amen. Okay? Amen. So if you're a liar and a manipulator, how do you get people to do what you want them to do? Well, you manipulate them, but you get to them to agree with you. Wow. So when you believe the lie, you empower the liar. Mm. When you articulate the lie aloud, you agree with the liar. You empower the liar. And so when I go through a hard time, and I'm not saying I pretend like <clears throat> things aren't bad, just like God, this is going on. And your word says this, and I believe your word more than what I'm experiencing. Amen. Come on. And I'm not going to say Satan ate my lunch. I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to say, God, I'm walking through hell right now, being honest and being real. But you know what, Lord, you're good and your love endures forever. Amen. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel fear no evil because thou art with me. That's right. With me as I walk through this, God. Amen. And that's good enough for me right now. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So. How does the kingdom expand? How does, how does it increase? By recognizing who he is, as well as by just allowing him Amen. to be our mighty God. So good. By allowing him to be our mighty God. Like, it's free will. It's giving him for, he's sovereign, he can do what he wants, but he will not violate free will because he's love. That's right. That's good. Let me read a couple of verses here. Uh, Zechariah chapter 10. We'll bounce around for a little bit. Zechariah 10 verses 11 and 12 says this. And they will pass. They will pass through the sea of distress. Which by the way, the sea of distress, it means the sea of anguish, of pain, of sorrow. 
So they'll pass through the sea of distress, anguish, pain, sorrow, and he will strike the waves of the sea. So that all the depths of the Nile will dry up. And the pride of Assyria brought down, and the scepter of Egypt will depart. And verse 12, this is what's amazing. And I will strengthen them in the Lord. I will strengthen them in the Lord, and in his name they will walk, declares the Lord. When it, the Bible says, and I will strengthen them, the word strengthen is the same word that was used in Isaiah 9, 6, when it says that he is the mighty God. So I am the one, I will prevail in them, is how you could translate that. I will prevail in them, <laughs> I will prevail in them, and in, their, in his name they will walk. So the Lord, he will prevail in his people. And as the Lord prevails, and think of it like this. If the Lord prevails in, my, in me, you know what it means? It means that he has won the battle that's, that's right. in me. Right? Amen. The, the battle that's here and the battle that's here, right? So when he prevails in me, then he's able to prevail through me. Come on, that's good. And then, after he prevails through me, he's going to give me the strength to walk in his name. That's right. When it says that they will, and in his name they will walk, the word walk, it means to go, to depart, to proceed. It, it, it means, it also means to march. And this last one that it means, it means to grow continually. Amen. Which, by the way, I think is there will be no end to the increase of his kingdom. So because he has prevailed in me, because he's the mighty God, I have the ability to walk and grow continually. I will not stop growing. I will not shrink back. I will actually give the kingdom, help the kingdom expand in me and through me. Why? Because Psalm 103, I'm going to read this. Psalm 103, 11 says this, For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his loving kindness toward those who fear him. The word, the word great, so great is his loving kindness, is the same word that's in Isaiah 9, 6, which says he is mighty God. Amen. Right? Or it's the same word that means that he is the one who has prevailed. So we could read it like this. <laughs> so great or so prevailing is his loving kindness, which means his devotion, his favor, his loyalty, his mercy, his unchanging love. So prevailing is his yeah. loyalty and mercy and unchanging love toward those who fear him. Amen. <laughs> what would it look like for a company of people to get the revelation that not only is he mighty God, right? Because he is. What would it look like for a company of people to begin to really believe that his favor, his loyalty is prevailing in my life? Amen. Like, say it like this. What would it look like that if we said, you know what, I'm blessed and I'm highly favored? And not just say it as platitudes. That's not right. Not be afraid to say it because we're giving false humility, which is ridiculous. I'm blessed. I'm favored. He's prevailed in me. 
That's right. He prevailed in my heart, so now he's going to prevail through me. What would it look like for a bunch of people to walk around knowing they are wildly loved by God? Come on. Amen. I, th I think it looked like this. I don't know if it looked like this, but I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> so many ladies like, I, I don't want to have a hairy face. <laughs> I think it looked like joy, unspeakable Amen. joy. Right? Yeah. I think it looked like peace that goes beyond all understanding. Amen. I, I, think, I think it really messed some people up. Well, things are hard right now. Yeah, I, I get it. I do. But it doesn't change his nature. That's right. Amen. It doesn't change his nature. Why do bad things happen? We live in a fallen world. Yeah. We live in a fallen world. Don't, doesn't change don't, him. Don't, don't put that on God's resume. Come on. That's, yeah. not, that's not his attribute. He's still good. And Come his on. Loving kindness, his favor, his... Like... <laughs> He's gonna. He's not going to change his mind about the way he feels about you. Yeah. Amen. Now it's up to you to walk a good relationship with him. Right? That's right. We understand that. It's up to you to walk a, a repentant lifestyle. It's, we understand that, but he's not going to change his mind. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Which means that he's never going to love you less than he loves you right now, and he'll never love you more than he loves you right now. He just loves you perfectly right Amen. now. Amen. Yeah. It's hard to. It's so good. It is. I'm, I'm like just trying to comprehend this this week. I was trying to comprehend this thought this week. Like we understand that that he's the one that is without end. Like we can understand that when something doesn't end, like a long sermon, right? <laughs> it doesn't end. <laughs> like we understand he's the one without end. But how do you comprehend the one that has no beginning? Man, that's good. I just like Lord, like even now I just can start to get overwhelmed even at that thought. And he's he's not going to change his mind. Mm -hmm. I think if we would get a revelation of just how much he really loves each and every one of us, and that he is the mighty one, he Amen. is he is the one that has prevailed. He's the valiant warrior, right? All these things. I think we would see the greatest revival we've ever seen. Come on. Amen. And I don't say that lightly. Like I think we really would, because, like, it's hard. We had some bad stuff happen this week. I mean, some not bad, but <clears throat> aggravating stuff. We had a couple of phone calls this week from some people that we've been working with, and I've been working with, and they made some boneheaded mistakes. And then I got an email this week. Someone said some not real nice stuff. I don't understand it. It'd be really easy to just be like, man, it's no one loves me. I'm just going to go eat worms, right? <laughs> It'd be really easy to think like that. But he's still good. Amen. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what anyone else thinks or says. He's still good. That's and right. And he still loves me. And he's not going to change his mind about me. That's right. That's... I, it's hard to have a bad day. Like there's bad stuff that happens during the day, but it's really hard to be like, all right, Lord, this really stinks, but I love you. Just move on. He's so good. All right, let's move on here. Uh, how does the kingdom increase? When we start to understand who he is, then we start to understand who we are, right? And if we understand who we are, we're going to know what we need to do. 
Let's look at this point through the recognition of who we are. Look at Judges 6. It's a very familiar story. Judges 6. All this connects. It's so amazing. <clears throat> the story of Gideon is an amazing story. And Judges 6.11 says, the angel of the Lord came and sat under the oak that was in Orpha, 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 hard word, there's lots of hard words here, which belonged to Joash, as his son Gideon was beating out wheat in the winepress in order to save it from the Midianites. Now, backstory on Gideon. Gideon had a terrible resume. He was the least in his family, Right? His family was the least of all the tribes, and his tribe was the worst. Of, you know, he was just like the worst of the worst of the worst. And Gideon's like low man on the totem pole. Hey, if you were playing a pickup basketball game, you would not have picked Gideon. You'd be like, dude, you're going to be the scorekeeper, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's what who Gideon was. And verse 12, it says, Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, The Lord is with you, O valiant warrior. <laughs> so so here is this guy with the worst resume, the worst of the worst of the worst, the least of the least of the least. He's hiding in a wine press because he doesn't want the enemy to see that he's actually being fruitful. Right? By the way, if you're being fruitful and multiplying, you have you don't need to fear the enemy. The enemy begins to fear you. That's right. But but he's in there and he's he's hiding, and the angel shows up and says, The Lord is with you, O valiant warrior. And I bet, as he's beating the wheat, I bet he's going, <coughs> I thought I was in here alone, right? <laughs> you got the wrong dude. I think you want to go on down there, right? He says, no, you're a valiant warrior. Valiant warrior is the same word in Isaiah 9, 6, when it says mighty God. That's right. You're the one that has prevailed. You're the valiant warrior. You're the strong one. Then Gideon said to him, oh, Lord, Oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are his miracles, which our fathers told us about? Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian, the enemy. The Lord looked at him and said, Go in this your strength and deliver Israel from the hand of Midian. Have I not sent you? <clears throat> Such a good passage. Wow. He says, you're a valiant warrior, <laughs> which again, strong, mighty one, one who has prevailed. So here's Gideon in a wine press hiding, and God says, I don't see you as a coward. I see you as a mighty warrior. Amen. Now, you know the story. If you're familiar with the story, Gideon <laughs> raises an army and thinks, oh, I, I raised 32,000 people. Probably not enough, right? And the Lord's like, awesome. <laughs> Let's take that down to 10,000. And Gideon's like, oh, I think your math isn't working out, Lord, right? And, and he's like, I, that's not enough. And the Lord's like, you're right. And whew, the Lord whittles it down from 10,000 to 300. And I think Gideon's probably starting to go, you do expect me to win, right? <laughs> I love this. I love this because here's the truth. When you start to understand who he is, you'll start to understand how he feels about you. And if you understand how he feels about you, you'll start to understand who you are. And if you start to understand who you are, you'll start to understand what you're able to do. Amen. How do you understand who you are? By beginning to understand what he sees. 
The Lord didn't see a coward hiding. The That's Lord right. saw a mighty warrior. When the Lord looks at you, if you were in Christ, <clears throat> he doesn't see your flaws. Praise he doesn't Lord. see your mistakes. He doesn't see your past sins. He doesn't see your shortcomings. He looks at you, and all of heaven looks at you, and sees Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. Hallelujah. He looks at you, and he sees a valiant warrior. Like, I'm an introvert. He sees a valiant introvert. That's right. Warrior. Come on. He does. looks at you and because he sees Christ in you he sees one that has prevailed Amen. Romans 8 you are more than a conqueror right he sees a conqueror revelation something he sees an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony and you love your life so much you don't love your life so much that you would shrink back from death, which means you've been crucified with Christ, and now he lives in you. Amen. All right. That's a good one. You know the story, he whittles him down to 300, but right before he fights, I'm going to read one more verse from Gideon. Uh, Judges 6, 34. This